Welcome to Greek Heroes, where we look at how the heroes of Greek literature have been represented in popular culture through time. Tonight's special guest is Odysseus. I'd like to think I'm remembered as the original globe-trotting hero, I suppose. It all began, what, 3,000 years ago, the 8th century BC, with that blind old goat, Homer. <laughs> Showing my age there. First, there was the Iliad, where he had me down as handsome, brave, wise. Yes, can't argue with that. And then he made Muggins here the star of the sequel, The Odyssey. <laughs> Name in the title, you see. But it's the journey people tend to remember. Fighting monsters, witches, and the odd anthropomorphised weather feature. But I think I, I must have come across as a bit of a blank canvas billy. And ever since, people have made what they like out of me to suit whatever story it is they want to tell. The Romans took sides with Troy and just saw the worst in me. Because I was a wise old bird, Virgil twisted it to make me crafty and deceitful. And on top of that, they changed my name to Ulysses. Italians, eh? If that wasn't bad enough, Ovid got his hands on me and turned me into a notorious womanizer. Honestly, dear, I don't know where he could have got that idea from. Now, Alfred Lord Tennyson, yes, that's what I call a beard, wrote a marvellous poem about me called Ulysses. This is the naughty old hound Johnny Gilgood really getting to grips with me. Look at the eyes. I might look an old duffer, but you know I'm dying to get back out there on the high seas. we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven. Tenors must have been feeling his age. Reinvented me as an old soldier with itchy feet. Back at home, bored with the wife. I mean, you know, not bored with the wife. Oh, but you understand. The 20th century rolled around with a new world of technology. Suddenly, I was a movie star. Georges Méliès was an absolute whiz with the special effects. And what better way to use them than my tales of angry gods and six-headed monsters? Though I don't really remember fighting a gigantic head in a cave. Oh, God, do we have to talk about James Joyce? It took away any sense of the epic. Had me wandering around Dublin all day looking for a cheese sandwich. I suppose after the war, Europeans weren't so giddy about foreign travel. More interested in a journey of the soul. And why not? But would it have killed him to throw in a sword fight? Kirk Douglas, that's more like it. Sword and sandal films, they call them. All the rage. By the 50s, America was ready to take over the world. They wanted proper old-fashioned heroes. I was a star again. Since then, I've become a bit of a staple in Hollywood. Odysseys, you see, they love to gab on about heroes and journeys over there. The Cohen brothers had a bit of fun with my story and, oh, brother, where art thou? They gave my name to this con artist escaping from a chain gang. Don't know if they actually read the Odyssey, but I think they were searching for something mythical in America's past. And my story gave it that gloss. Great sense of irony, those chaps. Instead of the Cyclops and the Sirens, he comes up against a one-eyed salesman and a group of saucy washerwomen. Hmm, those Sirens really were something. I've seen them first! Not much irony in Troy. I don't know why they felt the need to do the Iliad. Another chance to wheel out the special effects, I suppose. Sean Bean might have been a little gruffer than me, and a lot more northern, but this is something of a return to the source. At least they show the Trojan horse was my idea. 
None of Virgil's craftiness here, just good old-fashioned strategy. It's just a shame they only focused on the Iliad. Just imagine what they could do to the Odyssey with a big budget like that. Oh, yes, I can almost see those sirens now.